Let me introduce you to the first man who made me a victim in the Blog Talk Radio Fantasy uh, League. Uh, it is Jay from Razball. At least you have the right name, Jay. Yeah, we both do. I will I will vote for that. Uh, but Misery Loves Company, so I'll let you have your little space there with the loss. Um, yeah, you. Uh, I mean, we were the matchup of undefeated teams. There's still a couple of other undefeated teams in the league, but I mean, this was a this was a big week uh, for control of the league, and and you took it, you took the bull by the horns, and had a huge week from your running backs, David Johnson and Carlos Hyde, and then of course the uh, the Bills defense stepped up for you. Yeah, uh, I made a few mistakes. I I did leave Blunt on my bench. I think that's rooted in the fact that I don't trust Bill Belichick ever, so I kind of get scared when I'm trying to make any moves with New Englanders uh, next to their name. But it worked out. It worked out in a way in which I didn't couldn't fathom the Bills and Justin Tucker. I can't say that was calculated, uh, even though I revel in their success. I mean, it looks like if I did the math right, they scored me 858 points combined. If that's yeah, correct, it, so yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, something. I guess I guess it wasn't the KC defense that that did it to you, so. <laughs> Um, I think the best part about my team, though, is I kind of built it to try to survive the Le'Veon Bell absence, and I get him next week at 3-0, and so I'm really confident that, you know, it's basically trading for a first-round pick for free in my eyes, so hopefully that'll kind of propel me to, to do well uh, even further. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you've got one of those teams where, you, where you've done, you know, some nice things in terms of the depth on your bench. Uh, and playing around the Levy and Bell suspension uh, with the running backs that you have. Uh, great job by you. Meanwhile, on my team, Ben Roethlisberger decides to stink it up against the Philadelphia Eagles, which was a complete and total surprise. How much of week three was a surprise for you? Because to me, I was blown away by what was going on. Well, we talked about this a little bit before we started the call, but I, I was pretty stunned that the Eagles were able to run away with this. Now them winning the game, it was negotiable on whether or not they could, but I felt going into the, I wrote this on the site too, that this was kind of a show me game, your basic show me game. Like we, we know the Steelers are, you know, an average team, but they could show that they're uh, getting ahead in their division by going three and O a pretty good start. And the Eagles could prove that they're for real. You know, they went kind of, they didn't have really a tough schedule in the first two games and, you know, preseason expectations were pretty low. I think it was either dumpster fire or basement dweller, whichever, <laughs> whichever nomenclature you prefer. <laughs> but they're, I think riding on the Carson Wentz train, they're, they're doing pretty well. Uh, they beat a legitimate team, I feel like, and they built, beat them solidly with a good defense, which I thought was going to be their weak point uh, this year. And I mean, who, Darren Sproles, even when we're talking fantasy-wise, too, you feel like he's kind of a, the running back version of Vincent Jackson. Or maybe, you know, maybe that's a dated comparison, but mm-hmm. he's kind of a guy who is there for you one week that you don't start him, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to get 20 points from them this week, and then he's not in the game at all. He gets, like, two snaps. Uh, but he seems to be making himself viable, I'd say. It, it's just, it. I think when you look at the Eagles, there are just so many things here that, for them to be at this point in the season 3-0, and Carson Wentz doing well. So many things need to go right for them, and they have so far. Will the other shoe drop? It's still early in the season, but they've definitely proven that they're a legitimate, above-average team, I guess it's fair to say. Yeah, it is early in the season. I'm wondering how much we overreact, too, to some of the early 
uh, happenings. You know, I'd spoken with Joel Hennard after week one about how it appears that the NFL is really moving towards this running back by committee approach. And you, lo and behold, you, you have three running backs who all scored over 20 points this week. Um, so it's just sort of like a, was that an overreaction or was this an outlier week? I think it could be. I mean, you know, when you're talking about the meta of football, I think every week can be an outlier just because the small sample size you're dealing with. You know, when, uh, again, not to bring it up, but I also discussed this with my readers when trying to gauge when you start making moves and when you start to panic. I kind of tried to relay it, you know, comparing it to baseball and that, you know, our week three is basically their game like 40, you know. So in, in that aspect, you should start trying to gauge your team try to figure out what you need, what your weaknesses are, trading now. Because, I mean, to to do it on week one and week two, that, that that seems way too early. But even week three, what do you have to work with? Three games? Well, look at Randall Cobb, for instance. We don't know whether it was Aaron Rodgers who's been uh, kind of not meeting expectations for a little bit, even though he did well against the Lions. Although... I'll be honest, my grandmother could do well against the Lions and, you know, she's been dead for <laughs> she's been dead for 10 years. So, I mean, is, is there something wrong with Randall Cobb? Is is he is he hiding an injury? I, I doubt it. There'd probably be reports on that. I mean, so it is three games enough to tell if a player is complete and utter, you know, nothing on your team. Like if, if it's an anchor holding you back or it's it's tough to tell. Like you look at Todd Gurley. I've I've seen him getting sold, you know, 10 cents on the dollar. And it's like, why? I mean, just stick with the guy for a while. Um I mean, even Carlos Hyde, people were buying in week one, then selling in week two, and look, he comes out and puts up, you know, granted, it was garbage time, most of most of his production, but it's still production to a fancy player, so it's, I think we're still, you know, long story short, I, th- I think we're still in this sort of, like, weird neutral zone, to bring up a Star Trek term, uh, for some reason, mm. uh, I don't know why, but we're, like, in this neutral zone where we don't quite know what's going to happen, but at what point do we realize if it's for real or not? I, I'm afraid it'll be too late, because once you get to week three, I mean, I'm sorry, once you get to week six or seven, you're already thinking about playoffs at that time when things have started to stabilize, so it's 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 an a fancy football only thing, and it's, I think it... I think it varies. I think it with each season, each game, it's just so different, and it's it's very organic the way it works too. So it's really hard to put um, something hard, hard like some hard data to use. Uh, I'm one of those stupid idiots who likes to invest in defenses, um, and so I have the Panthers defense, and I think I drafted them pretty early, uh, in in total relation to the draft. Uh, the Panthers defense is not what we once thought it was. I mean, they've allowed 21, 27, 22 actual points. Um, and they've only scored eight, 14 and four fantasy points. Uh, now you look at the two teams that they, you know, they played fairly poorly against at Denver home to Minnesota. It looks like Minnesota might actually be the real deal, which is surprising to say uh and then they did okay against san francisco so do you think the panthers defense is the same defense we were used to or are they now just going to feed off of bottom feeders well i mean a lot of it has to do with schedule as well you know you you went through the schedule um they have atlanta tampa bay new orleans coming up new orleans is probably a tough game but you probably want them against atlanta tampa bay some of it's also like you also said the expectations of the other team you know, uh, Minnesota, for one, uh, how could you mm. say they're for real? But if they prove it on the field and they do it against the Carolina defense, it props to them. But you're also watching as, you know, your your top five defense doesn't put up those production, uh, that production. Like, for instance, I don't I don't mean to bring my team up in a bragging manner, even though I'm, I'm patting myself on the Please shoulder. Do. I know you can't see me, but, 
You know, with the Bills defense, before I had the Bills defense, I had the Chargers defense. I drafted them just for, you know, I'm a Chargers fan, so I was like, I'll draft him. And then I'll stream from that position, and I was able to find the Bills matchup. I thought it was okay, and yet they provided 21 points uh, to the Panthers 4, which, you know, it's it's on a week-to-week basis, but it won't always be like that. If, if you keep the Panthers defense throughout the entire season, I'm sure the aggregate will be better than whatever I do when I'm streaming. But sometimes the matchup just works out and it augments what my team, you know, like my wide receivers did nothing this week. Well, that won't always be the case. Amari Cooper won't always uh, score in the single digits. Um, and hopefully neither will Decker. But uh, neither will the Bills defense get 20 points. So at least when you draft a team like you did so high, team defense, you're at least buying into the stability of it. You know, granted that you know, they had one good game so far, but that, that shouldn't be true over the next 10 or so. I hope so. Hey, let's, what did you see in that Bills matchup? Because I, I going into that, I thought Arizona was going to wax them. Yeah, this was kind of a gut feel for me. I just, you know, I felt like with Arizona, it's just Carson Palmer hasn't looked terribly good so far. Like something seems his arm strength isn't really, uh, I wouldn't say it's up to what he's used to. I understand that he's been injured about half his career, but even then, even starting in week one, something just looked off. Uh, I'm not a doctor, you know, much to my mother's chagrin, but, you know, I just had a feeling that, especially with the Bills, some of it's also not tangible in that, you know, coming off the Bills firing of, um, you know, their offensive coordinator, maybe they wanted to, they had their, I don't know how that affects teams, but you could say maybe emotionally it affects how how players perform. Um, all of it, it, I guess that was a long way of saying going back to my original point. It was kind of a gut feel. I just looked at the matchup and felt all right about it. I felt much better about it than you know the Chargers defense going against the Colts. So I definitely, <laughs> I definitely thought that was an upgrade. So you mentioned how we're now sort of in week three. We should sort of we should start getting a feel as my computer goes ding uh we should start getting a feel about where we feel fantasy is is heading you know what are some of the trends that you're looking at right now well again it's it's trying to figure out you know who you're going to buy low on you know i mentioned guys like a cob or girly i i feel like if there's nothing wrong you know on paper and reports or what you've seen that sooner or later they should bring you something i mean randall cobb in particular just because i've been hammered on him over and over again because i'm still kind of a proponent for cobb but you know maybe it's just you know that minnesota game was unique in that green bay was going into their first home game their their offense looked pretty awful to be honest it just looked off base um in in the lions game honestly the lions for almost a decade haven't been able to cover jordy and aaron Rodgers, so that that was pretty uh legit what they did and cobb got the one catch for 33 yards so is he forgotten that game plan? Most certainly not. But has he gotten a chance to be used in the game plan? Maybe three games is less of a time. So you kind of have to look at matchups like that and look at it like, well, nothing's wrong injury-wise. Uh, some, maybe something is wrong with Aaron Rodgers. But if you're banking on him getting better, then you should also bank on the fact that Cobb will emerge at some point. And frankly, if you're selling low on these guys, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice just because, you know, guys that you get in the third, fourth, fifth round, like, and they've lowered in value, what can you trade for them now? It's not like it's a Marvin Jones situation where you could probably trade him legitimately for, you know, a, a wide receiver one at this point, the way he's being used in the Lions offense and whatnot. But a guy like Randall Cobb, what are you going to get? Are you going to get a Rashad Jennings? That's okay. You know, I could see that because uh, you're betting on each other to 
you know, both both of them to do better in the future. But if you're trying to get a guy like, I don't know, Tyra Williams or something with high upside, uh, I think that's a risk and something you should definitely not do. Uh, as we move forward in this league, uh, next week I'm facing Matt Chatham of Team Football by Football. Uh, so hopefully I can pull off a victory there as uh, one Patriot homer versus another. Oh, God. Uh, you, <laughs> uh, you have uh, D-Rex of Pyromaniac.com. Uh, that should be a good that should be a good battle. Let's see. Uh, let's let's look at this matchup real quick here. Oh yeah, uh, I I like this matchup. But you will be facing Randall Cobb on a bye. Yeah, I'll probably have to sub in. Uh, well, actually, I have Bell, so I'll probably have to move um, move one of my Decker. receivers into flex, and then yeah, put Decker in. So, uh, but yeah, I the only thing I'm scared of is it is Elliot right now. Um, and Julio Jones, of course, and DT are always scary, but Elliot's a really kind of enigma. You know, he had the great game last night, but it was against the Bears. The game before that, he had some fumbling issues, so I'm not sure what you're going to get from him. Andrew Luck is always scary. Uh, I do like Charles Sims, though. I, I think that was a really good pickup by him. Uh, I'm not, I can't remember where he got it. It, it was too long ago, but I, I really like Sims this season so far. Yeah, I know I'm going to be doing some waiver uh some waiver wire uh scouring. Although I doubt there's anything on this waiver wire. There's never anything on the waiver wire in these leagues. You guys are killing me. <laughs> I, I I so much prefer playing against people that have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's I I think when I was hyping this league to my readers, I told them, you know, leagues like this are really fun because in a lot of aspects people are are doing as well as how much food they want to eat on their table at night. You know, they're paying for their dinner by doing good in these leagues, uh, essentially. I mean, no no one's life is at stake, obviously, but as people who are in, in the industry, we obviously want to try to take it as seriously as we can, uh, but try to still have some fun, of course. I mean, we can we can do things like draft the Chargers. At least that's what I tell myself at, at night when <laughs> half the team is dead, essentially. But, you know, as as I said, it's, it's not only that, but it's also everyone here their job is to basically follow breaking news i mean uh, i have to check twitter all the time or rotor world or, or my own or my own website for for breaking news and then because of that it also kind of shows up in the moves we make you know like when i think when marshawn lynch um news came out that maybe he was wavering on it he was like picked up within the hour of that news story so you know it's stuff like that that you have to really compete with and it makes it difficult for sure not to set the world aflutter here, but how real do you think Terrell Pryor is? Uh, you know, when I went into this season saying friends don't let friends draft <laughs> Cleveland Browns, and now Terrell Pryor uh, made a lot of noise. Yeah, for a lot of leagues, I think he, he might be available at least uh, 10 team, even eight teams, the rare ones out there. 12 teams, he should have already been on someone's bench, I think. But he, he would probably be the pickup this week next to... Um, I already forget the um, kid from the Bears, uh, the backup running back. It's off the top of my head. But it's interesting the way they used him. Uh, they used him at quarterback for some different looks. They used him at running back for a few looks. Uh, or, you know, it was basically the same thing. His quarterback play was, was a strange variation of, of um, you know, I, I, I'm already brain farting a bunch now already. But <laughs> I uh, it happens in the mid-afternoon. It's when the coffee wears off. But I found it interesting that... You know, they used him in this way because it, it seemed very effective. Obviously, their offense 
was pretty it was on point a lot yesterday except for the field goal. The, the Browns did the Browns essentially but I think the thing to look out for is number one it was against the Dolphins which you know say what you want about the Dolphins they seem like an alright team until they start the season and then show you they're not and it appears to be one of those years again but also taking the fact that you know this was the first time that they used them this uh, this flexibility at such a large rate you know I think the NFL is an adjustment league and so what you'll see going forward is teams will be more prepared for this the game plan against this they'll realize what his limitations are, what his strengths are, uh, as the more games he does it. So if it's something that, you know, you're paying a lot for, like if, if you have an FAAB budget or something, keep that in mind that it it could not last that much longer. It, add into the fact that Josh Gordon's returning, that also takes uh, some volume away. And also add into the fact that these are the Browns we're talking about. So it's not like they're known <laughs> as a bastion of success. So this this could affect the team in general too. So just some things to look out for. I think if, if you have nothing to lose, go for it. I mean... It, it's at the point of the season where every, every addition counts, but I wouldn't be too surprised if it didn't work out. So, uh, Jordan Howard is the backup. Uh, right. There you go. Running back. I wanted to say Kevin back. White. I kept on wanting to say Kevin White, but that's the wide receiver. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Excellent. Jay, where can people find you? Oh, you can find us over at rasball.com just uh, on the football section. And you can find me at Jay wrong on Twitter. Excellent. Thanks, Jay, for joining us. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wish you luck uh, for the rest of the season, although I have a feeling uh, we're going to meet again uh, when it really matters. I hope so. After, I hope during so. the playoffs. Maybe I'll pick up the Bills again for that time, just for memories. I'm a oh, big sentimental that, guy, so that that would be so good to, <laughs> to beat me with a with a rival team. That that's just that's just lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. 